Welcome to Becoming an Ultimate Coach. I'm the Jock, this is the Doc, and this is part two of our four-part series, The Root Cause of Behavior. Understanding this has changed my method of coaching, which leads to higher compliance, better results, and less frustration for myself and clients. So, Dr. J, what's the science behind this? Well, the first thing that we want to understand is basically how behavior works. And in short, related to what we're talking about today, is behavior doesn't persist unless it's uh, being reinforced. So basically, it's serving a purpose. And this includes even behaviors that we might have ourselves that we don't love or that we see other people do that seem so destructive or not helpful or make them feel bad or ourselves bad. It just means that it's serving a purpose. And one of the key things that we have to do is figure out what that is. And for a lot of people, it's some sort of coping mechanism. So it might be a distraction. It might be a source of pleasure. But whatever it is, when we think about an unhealthy behavior that we currently have and we want to adjust it, we need to figure that out. The research highlights four major purposes, so a way to categorize it for ourselves. And I've talked about this before, our brain likes threes and fours, so conveniently this is a four. And that's escape, attention, tangible, and sensory. And so how we remember this and the, the model that we use for uh, teaching coaches is we use the acronym EATS, so escape, attention, tangible, and sensory. And if you didn't go, if you haven't watched part one, we get into escape, and today we're getting into attention. And to me, attention, um, it, it needs a little bit more definition because I think sometimes people think it's, oh, it's all about me. That's what attention means. But it kind of break down, like, what does attention mean in, in this context? Yeah, and that's a great question because it is really about connection. It's really about, um, it, and again, it can vary. It's on a continuum, right? So for some people, it is life of the party. Yeah. I want to be that person. I want all the attention. Or I want to be the best host or hostess so I have yeah. the best you know, collection of this or that, I'm always having this available. But for other people, it's, um, it's my way of connecting with you. If it's a shared interest or um, a shared activity that we like, then I'm gonna engage in that behavior, even if it's not maybe consistent with my goals, because it's my way to connect with you. And so it, there is a continuum, but you're right. It's not just about bring it on, but it's that continuum. And so we're gonna break down a couple examples today of of how attention might might manifest itself in these unhealthy behaviors that go against our long-term goals. And you know, I, I kind of want real quickly get into like none of these things for having these desires are bad. Everybody right. has those. Yeah. Um, just understanding like there's 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 healthy ways to scratch that itch and there's unhealthy ways to scratch that itch based on our own goals. So when it comes to attention, and the last one we talked about um, alcohol for escape. So kind of break down how can alcohol also be for attention? Yeah. So, for example, if I've got a group of the girls' night out, there's a bunch of other moms or, or, or working women that I'm friends with, and it's hard to get together, so when we do, we might go out and we might go get Mexican and have margaritas and catch up and chat, and it's just the thing that we do. And so when we do that, it, it, it's sort of a, a ritual or a way to connect. We all love margaritas, we all love Mexican food, so we're going. And so now I'm drinking um, maybe more than I wanted to related to my goals. So, and you and I have talked about this a lot of um, unhealthy behavior is there are some extremes that are just unhealthy for everyone at all times. 
but most often behavior is unhealthy if it's not supporting our goal or helping us towards our goal. So again, having some margaritas in and of itself isn't the thing, but if that's our big caloric offender and that's that, so maybe I'm doing that as my way of hanging out with my girlfriends, been doing this forever. I also may be doing it in the sense that if I have dinner with my husband and this is our time to connect, we both like wine, we bring that out, that's how we connect. And so I'm connecting with that person in having that wine at that moment. And so that's kind of how that manifests. And then in any of those in themselves aren't awful, it's just how much of it are we doing, um, the quantity, the quality, all of those types of things. Yeah, so uh, I think a good example of this, of where someone could get kind of confused with this is uh, a woman that recently came in and started working with me. Uh, during the week, she drank, um, it was like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And that was on her own, and it was a form of escape. And then Saturday was out drinking with friends. And so on the last one, we talked about escape. And like reading that book... Um, was a good escape for her, and it got her away from drinking during the weekdays. But it, if I told her to read the book on the Saturday when she usually hung out with friends, probably wouldn't be a good fit, right? Right, right, exactly. It's, it's sort of counterproductive to that. And, you know, and we all have a tendency, and the fitness industry is really good at the all-or-nothing type yeah. of thing. So the important part of any behavior is we ultimately don't want to respond to its manifestation, what it looks like. Oh, you're drinking here, and you're drinking here. Drinking means the same thing, so therefore you should do this. But we really do have to ask those questions. What time of day? And what do you feel? And, what's in, in, you know, and you've pointed out this plenty. It's like when we ask people, do you feel like it's escape? Is it just that mindset shift? Do you feel like it's attention? Is it a way to connect to people? And usually they can tell us. But the thing is, like you pointed out, is I might be drinking on these days or at these times for this purpose. And for the other one, it's for this. And so when we're helping um, maybe reduce the amount of alcohol or things like that, A, we're not necessarily saying stop, but we're saying can we replace some of it, if not all, depends on what the goal is, with something that meets that. And so to your point, reading a book that I love and it just gets me out of my whatever, it might be great for escape, but if it's with my girlfriends on the weekends and doing those kind of things, then I need to figure out is there something else that we can do together, my friends and I, that doesn't require the drinking or as much of it and how can I mix that up with them and oftentimes they probably have similar goals than you do yeah. and so having that conversation with them and finding other avenues that allows you to connect but doesn't promote the thing that you're trying to cut back on. Okay so we, we understand that alcohol is a caloric offender and we understand it's the weekend or it's the girls night out or whatever is the um, uh, the attention for the root cause. Now we find a, need to find a replacement. I think you had a couple examples of, of things you've done with friends recently for um, that, are, that are good for the attention that don't involve the alcohol. So you, you want to dive into those? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So recently, um, and there is a group of, of friends. We don't get together that often, but what we kind of has shifted to is we went and we went to sort of a local like spa area and just had like mini facials and, and put on the uh, Normatec compression boots, which I haven't tried them, they're amazing. And um, it wasn't expensive, and it definitely wasn't any more expensive than going out and drinking and da da da. And we got to connect and talk and, and catch up and all of those types of fun things. And it actually was almost easier to do that because there wasn't somebody constantly, do you need something else or whatever, a lot of background noise. 
And so even just doing things like that is really a nice replacement for the connection if that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, and I see some other clients that's having these conversations of like, you know, getting into pickleball or like recently we have like a new rock climbing place or just like finding these different things that they can do with their friends because they're really ultimately looking for that connection. Absolutely, or game night or things like that that just bring you together, but it doesn't require that. And once in a while it will require a conversation with others like, hey, I'm working on not doing this or can we, but again, if you create scenarios where for example, the alcohol is not necessarily part of the experience. It's much easier than being like, all right, we usually go here, we go sit in this bar and talk, but I'm not drinking tonight. Yeah. That's hard. For sure. And, and there's peer pressure and things like that. So really creating environments in which it's just not the, the mini spa that we went to. It's not there. Typically when you're going to play pickleball, um, unless you're doing it at a bar, <laughs> um, you're not going to have a bunch of alcohol sitting around. So you can really set those environments up. Okay, so let's jump into a, a non-alcoholic one, just um, in case some of our listeners don't drink. Um, another one I see with this is, is that late night snacking, and it's something like they do with their significant other. It's like, oh, we sit down, and we put the kids to bed, and we have the time to watch TV, and we could eat this whatever thing we're into. So like, how would you go about um, getting to the root of that and finding replacements there? Yeah, and so again, if it's for that connection and not some other purposes, it's really about saying, okay, what do we want? I always tell people like, what do you want out of that interaction? So when you're like, well, this is something I do with my significant other and this is our routine or even like older kids, like this is what we kind of yeah. do together at night or I make these cookies and we sit and we eat and things like that. And if I say, what do you want out of that interaction with your kiddo or your significant other? And they say, I just want shared time. I want to be able to just spend that quality time around something that makes them and myself happy. Awesome. Let's start the conversation there. What else do they enjoy? What else do you enjoy that you guys can do together? And is it playing a game? Is it watching something um, that, you know, short and fun that, that you all enjoy? Is it even making plans for something and, and just certain levels of conversation? So based on who it is, development age for kiddos, of course, but what can we do? Can we build something? You know, um, even like with significant others, some people love to do puzzles and things like that. And it's just something else that allows you to have that same purpose. And a lot of times when we have that conversation, as you all well know, people are like, yeah, the cookies aren't required or that yeah. guac and dip, like, although good, like not really required for that to be an enjoyable experience. Oftentimes it is just habits and routines or something that we started and it was like, oh, this is a great way to connect. And so we connected it with the feeling when it's actually not required for that connection. Yeah, it's kind of like taking the step back and kind of evaluating what you really want and what you're going for. And, and this is why we, we recommend so many coaches like to have these conversations off the floor. Like if someone's in between their, their sets of, of doing you know push-ups and pull-ups and squats and stuff like that and you're trying to have these conversations they're going to just be like what's going on and so that's why we like the lifestyle coaching the the weight loss behavior coaching where you're sitting down and figuring out what's going on and finding those replacements because ultimately that will help people reach their goals so the eats model escape attention tangible and sensory and we went over attention on this one and we are going to go over sorry we went over attention on this one we're going to tangible on the next one see you next time